The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. It is Friday, folks, the best day of the week. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. And as always, on a Friday here in the Swain event, I got Seth Stokes. Gentlemen, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, my friends. How are we doing today? Man, we are we are wonderful, man. It's good to hear you. Good morning. It's good to hear you, Stokes. Man, it's good to hear you guys. Loud and clear this morning. I like it. I was, um, you know, I've been up for... I've been up for a while, um, and I was watching watching TV and uh, just seeing the ticker below on ESPN and watching some of the um, you know transfer portal moves from quarterbacks. Saw where uh, Brennan is going to stay at LSU. Saw where Dylan Gabriel is going to go from Central Florida to UCLA, and it it. It feels like free agency, and it's kind of like for the first time, it's kind of like it's kind of fun. It's like, wow, all these moves are happening now. Granted, it's not my team, and we're not involved with it right now. Maybe uh, after the bowl game, I'm sure some guys will transfer out, and um, there'll be some players transferring in. But I'm not gonna lie, guys, I was sitting back. This morning, like, ooh, ooh, he's going there. It kind of felt like NFL offseason, free agency. It really does. It's it's an interesting time in college football. And when your team's not necessarily involved with, with uh, you know, losing a ton of people or really in the mix for that kind of thing, it's, it is fun to sit back and, and watch and see all the moves being made and some of the lies being told. That always makes me, uh, that makes me laugh, too. It's recruiting, man. It's always lies told. Oh yeah, always, always, always. So yeah, man. Just, just wow. Just um, looks like Max Johnson and Miles Brennan may play against each other because um, Max Johnson is going to go to Texas A and M. I don't know. I don't get that one, but it's again. It's still. It's still kind of fascinating to see. Where where quarterbacks go? Um, I know Brian Maurer uh, found a destination. We really didn't spend much time on that, if if any at all. I think we barely mentioned it. But he has a new place. Um, Harrison mm-hmm. Bailey has not found a place, even though uh, there's been some rumblings about Georgia Tech possibly, but nothing has been nothing has been announced. Um, did you guys watch Thursday night football last night? Y'all see our guy Trey Smith. You see our guy. Josh Palmer? Look, they Palmer's balling right now, and so is Trey Smith. Both of those guys are, are getting it done in the league, and it's really nice to see. I really enjoyed last night's game for, for multiple reasons. A, two of my three fantasy football teams, the starting quarterback is Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. <laughs> so uh, Mahomes and, and Herbert tossing that pill around all night long and and racking up some yards, racking up some touchdowns was was good for both of my fantasy football teams. They they've been two of my quarterbacks, uh, Mahomes, Herbert, and and Stafford were my three fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, I'm I'm in three leagues every year, and those those are my three guys this year. So I was glad Mahomes and and Herbert put put me up some fantasy points and. I may or may not have had a little bit of cash on the Chiefs last night, and I was sweating it out there at the beginning of the fourth quarter. There you go. Especially when uh, the, the Chargers fumbled there at the goal line, and I was like, yes. And, and then, like two plays later, the Chiefs turned it right back over. <laughs> the Chargers got it back on the on the uh, the two-yard line and, and punched it in. So I, I was a, a little nervous about the Chiefs covering. I, I think it was three and a half. Uh, the the Chiefs that that I had, and I needed it to go to overtime, and I I needed 
the Chiefs to score a touchdown and win by a touchdown in overtime. So uh, between fantasy football and, and the Chiefs covering, I did enjoy Thursday night football. It was a really good game, though, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch Herbert Mahomes for years to come because those two guys, obviously we know about Mahomes, but Herbert is is close to being special. Mahomes' level. He He's just as special. He is mm-hmm. uh, in the top echelon of, of NFL quarterbacks, even – in his second year. So to watch those two guys play each other twice going forward for, for, I mean, it could possibly be a decade. I mean, that that's going to be at least real fun. And, and there's, there's fun guys on both of those teams to watch. Uh, we all know the, the chiefs players that are fun to watch, but on, on the chargers, Austin Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, one of the most underrated receivers in the league for years now. Um, What's the tight end, Cook? What's his first name? I'm blanking. Jared. Jared. He. I was thinking last night, man, he's underrated as, as well. We, we don't talk enough about how, how good he is. He Derwin dropped, James is fun. Bosa. He did. He did. He's a, he's a Gamecock. He is. And that's yeah. why he dropped the touchdown pass. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I did enjoy last night's Thursday night football. Yeah, good man. Good game. I, um, about 30 minutes until the game, I was like, let me let me get on action 247 and Check out the line. See where the line is. And uh, Kansas City was uh, three and a half when I when I looked at it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Kansas City right now is playing. They're playing hot. The defense is playing at a different level. Um, they're playing like the best team in the AFC. The Chiefs have been up and down the last couple of weeks. I mean, the Chiefs had a chance to, to really – they should be in first place right now, to be honest. Uh, I just felt like the Chiefs were up and uh, – excuse me, the Chargers were up or down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going, so I, I put some uh, put a little cash on the on the game. Too. I got a little bit little bit more than than, <laughs> than than you. I'm a little bit more of a um, risk taker. I, I am not a risk taker. Y'all y'all would laugh at some of my bets. I, I rarely put a a bunch of money and and to me a bunch of money on a on a bet is like ten fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a risk taker at all. I will never Seth. I'll, I'll never be a, a person who who makes their living off of bets because i i am terrified to put a lot of money on on anything look that's a dangerous way to live too so uh, you know bet a little money on it have a good time with it but don't get it to where you're stressed out if, if you're gonna pay a bill because yes. of your gambling habit yes that that is that is me i do it for fun i i do it for fun it it, it makes the games more intriguing it, it gets you locked into to games more when when you have something on it. I, I do just little two, three, four dollar bets depending on my confidence level and you know, fifteen bucks into my account at the beginning of the month and just kinda toy around with it just for fun. Yep. That's all you gotta do. Hey, one though. So um looks like we'll have a nice little Friday night dinner at the, here at the Swain house. Or Swain event will have a nice little lunch at Dead End Barbecue. See what happened was I don't know <laughs> I haven't, I haven't withdrew any uh, money from my account here, uh, Action Two Four Seven. Man, I've been kind of just building this thing up. So um, I got, I got a nice little, nice little bag. Maybe I can uh, contribute to the NIL, do my, do my part, get them off of Tennessee. Why, why, why don't you do an under the table bag? Nah, man, over the table bag. I got to write <laughs> it off. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Now you think. <laughs> exactly, I gotta write it off. Um, no, no surprise that we are sitting here, 2021, and Urban Meyer has has finally been, and it actually happened at Ohio State, um, where he was he was kind of exposed. But you had Ezekiel Elliott's dad and other parents, you know, marching and you know, creating signs, showing their support for Urban Meyer, making it seem like he was a victim. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it wasn't his fault. It was more on Zach Smith, and what you got to say now? Right. What do you got to say now? So it's amazing what happened in Florida, what happened in Ohio State, and now NFL. And the common denominator is is Urban Meyer. And uh, boy, I know Tim Tebow kind of feels a certain type of way about that because that's his, that's his boy right there. Um, but mm-hmm. it just lets you know that the NFL is different from college. We have witnessed this as Tennessee fans, but. The power that these coaches 
have and they get and they abuse. It's amazing what urban, like you th- when you think about it, like imagine the things that urban said and did while he was a college coach to people. Uh, um, yeah, imagine the things that he did at the college level and now the NFL level that we don't even know about. Especially in college when, you know, and now it seems like everything bad that happens comes to light. But back in the day, I mean, you, you didn't really hear stories, <laughs> bad stories all that often. I, I imagine there's been a thousand things that Urban has done that's, that's kind of been swept under the rug and, and never heard about. So imagine what all he's done that we don't even know about. Yep, man. Intimidation is, a, is, a, is powerful. And when you are running an organization in college – and you have people afraid of their jobs and are losing their jobs uh, because you're seeing things that's not right, but you can't say anything or you, you'll get fired and your whole livelihood will be changed. I mean, you can get blackballed from the in- industry um, by a guy like Urban Meyer. So NFL, you can't because it's about the players. There's more empowerment with the NFL than in college. So I just found that, um, I just found, I just found that fascinating, man. And I've, I've said this for – Months on this program, uh, and I'll be consistent here. The NIL transfer portal is going to expose the real from the fake with these coaches. It's going to expose them. It is going to expose them. And what are we seeing? We are seeing it before our very eyes. We are seeing kids migrate away from programs, from, from coaches, we're seeing coaches get a little uncomfortable because things are changing. They don't have those same advantages. And we're seeing fans also kind of show some of their true colors when a top recruit goes the, the, the path less traveled rather than going to, you know, the big name school that gets all the publicity and all the exposure Number one recruit goes to Jackson State, and man, there's a lot of people talking about this young man's decision. Like it's their decision, it's his decision. And right. so a lot of people getting uncomfortable, really exposing themselves during these changes. And here we are as Tennessee fans with Josh Heupel, who's a real genuine dude, who's smart, is all get out, and we got the we got the perfect fit for a football program. We got the perfect fit right it- now. It's great. It is great with Heupel. And, and I tell you what, this is one thing that I've liked about Heupel um, really since since the get-go. But I really started to pay attention to it more as the season progressed. Um, and it's his demeanor. It's how he uh, presents himself during media availabilities um, and things of that nature. Uh, you can kind of tell when a guy knows what they're doing, has a plan, and is genuinely confident in in their vision. Like he's not uptight. He's not easy, you know, easily offended. He's not easy to snap back at a media member. Um, he's one of the chillest, most relaxed dudes up at the podium I've ever seen. Now pay attention to body language and the way he just leans over and he just talks calm, cool, and collected, and he's just you know, real about it. And there's things he's not going to get into because it's locker room stuff or it's injury stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I respect that, Mm -hmm. but you can just tell this guy has a vision. He's, he's genuinely confident in that vision and he knows it's going to work, or at least he truly believes it's going to work. And he doesn't need to put on any false bravado about it. You don't see him going out and, and getting fancy blazers and, talking about his shopping habit with his watches and his shoes and stuff like that. I mean, this the dude is who he is. Uh, he's a football guy, and he's just really confident about it in, in a way that's not arrogant and condescending. Like, he's just really sure of himself. Like, I, I love that lean he has at the podium. He just kind of leans to the side and, and just talks, and he's, he's, he seems very genuine about it. I know there's always going to be that coach speaking, a little bit of double talk here and there. Um, it's it's almost impossible to not do that in the industry, but I think you're seeing his realness in the rec- you know on the recruiting trail with the way he they closed out the early signing day. Yeah, man, them them them, uh, them signees. Yeah, they 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 are happy. 
Yes. They are happy and, I mean, they are proud. They are proud. So that means the sale. Just think about the, the sale from the staff, the vision that was shared with, with these players. I mean, that's what I look at. These guys, it, 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 it feels like, and I know it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same at all. But I remember when I signed, and like I felt honored that I was about to come in and play at a place like Tennessee. Now, I also had confidence in myself and, and told myself that Tennessee better feel honored to have me too. Right. Because I could have went anywhere. But it was, I felt both feelings. And it, it felt a little bit like that with some of these players. Like, man, it's an it's a honor. Even though you haven't seen the success in the last decade, it's an honor. And I think the reason why you see that, it's the sale. It's the conversations that Hypo has been having with these with these players. And I think part of it is is also in in terms of it being an honor to play at Tennessee despite the last decade or so, Swain, mm-hmm. what you're getting at. Part of it is is what these recruits see when they come to Knoxville as well. I think that there's a a, a stigma about Knoxville that it's just some random country town out in the middle of nowhere Tennessee in terms of people who have never been here of course and then they get here and they realize that it's a really vibrant city it's a little bit of yes it, we we've got country folks around here but we're also got some some city folks around here as well it's it's a nice mixture of of both I mean you, you get the best of both worlds in terms of country living and city living as well and I think people are surprised I, I heard several recruits be surprised by just how much they enjoyed Knoxville like like they thought it was a good place but they didn't think that they would enjoy Knoxville itself as much as they did and then they also talk about how much they loved seeing how passionate the fans were in the stadium and how awesome the atmosphere and just how big the stadium is and how awesome the facility the facilities are and and not just the fans within the stadium but I I had a couple of recruits talk to me about just like how much they loved going around town and how nice people were. Like everybody they ran into was nice and opening and just was willing to, to do anything to, to help them. They, they got that vibe from them. So I think just Knoxville itself and, and you know, the, the fans and, and the stadium and, and what Tennessee football has to offer just really has su- surprised them as well. Because if, if you haven't been to Knoxville – if you're not too familiar with Tennessee's football program, all you see is all the the drama on social media over the last decade and the lack of of games that have been won. Yeah, no. I, so I think that all of that also bleeds into being really excited to be a Tennessee volunteer. On top of loving this new coaching staff, I'm excited. Spot on, man. Spot on. I think you nailed it. Eight six five two hundred fifty five. 03, hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, the great Seth Stokes is with us. It is Friday, the best day of the week, December the 17th. Man, we getting close and close to Christmas, folks. Close and closer to Christmas. A week from tomorrow. Woo, what a world. Woo! That's crazy. <laughs> Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. 
When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Day and Barbecue, Seth Stokes, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. My poor, my, my, my poor dog, man, Ace, um, he got he got neutered yesterday, Stokes. <laughs> mm, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. He'll never be the same again. Mm, I know, man. He uh he looked at me oh, like yeah. he been looking at me, giving me the side eye ever since I got him back yesterday. Like I you did this to me. You did this to me. Sorry, dude. I had to do it, man. I had to do it. Um, so we we have been up since about two thirty or three. Woo. Um, I, I said being a DM at like two o'clock. Yeah, sent him like a, a tweet uh, at like two o'clock. You know, this morning you were like, 
Yeah, I saw that tweet two o'clock. Yeah, because I was up. And uh, old Ace man, he just he he hasn't really been able to. He hasn't sat down like for real, for real. All morning, he's just oh, been standing man. up. He's been kind of barely sitting down. Uh, during the break, he came over here and like sat on my leg, like halfway. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, you know, he got the cone on his head, so he don't be down there trying to trying to check out the scene. <laughs> you can see the cone a little bit in the background now. <laughs> uh, now, uh, so yeah. yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's been it's been a fun morning for sure. But I got a lot of stuff done. I cleaned up the kitchen, make breakfast, and all that good stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, man, hey. been up, been up for a while, man. Been up for a while. Watch a lot of ESPN over and over and over and over. So here we are, man. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three Tennessee Memphis tomorrow, boys. Tomorrow, can't wait. Got your ball. Got your fist balled up. Ooh, I hope Tennessee just absolutely whoops that trick. <laughs> Oh, they better. They they that that is a good way to put it, Stokes. I I just don't even want to uh, uh, be around the reaction if they do not. Yeah, there's more like pressure it. on there's more pressure on Tennessee and Rick Barnes than there is on Memphis and, and Penny. Stokes. You think so? Mm-hmm. I it's a different. I think it's equal pressure. I, I hate to be mm-hmm. a, a cop out. With, with kind of that conversation, Swain, I think it's equal pressure and different types of, of pressure. Like Rick, Rick's just going to have folks breathing down his neck from the fan base if he loses this game. Whereas Memphis, this is Memphis's last chance to to really add a quality win, more than quality win, to their tournament resume um, because they're about to go into conference play. And Alabama is a great resume win, tournament resume win, obviously. But Houston's the only team in their conference that they can really build a, a resume with in terms of, of beating a legitimate team. And, I mean, they only play them twice. So th- this is Memphis's kind of last chance at adding a, another quality win since they've missed out on all their other opportunities with L's. Will, they, will, will Memphis fans be breathing down Penny's neck if he loses? They're already breathing down his – well, this week, now that they've beaten Alabama, they, they've – they're not breathing down his neck as much, but they prior to Alabama they were really breathing down Penny's neck, and, and they they will they will if they lose tomorrow just because I mean how much talent they have on the team. I mean Memphis technically has more talent than Tennessee on his roster. Correct. So it, it they're both facing equal pressure in my opinion, just kind of different different types. Yeah, one one coach is is a national coach of the year. One coach has over seven hundred wins. Um, one coach is supposed to outcoach the other and with equal to close talent should be able to win this game, especially when you look at the issues Memphis they've had this season. Now, it seemed like they didn't have any against Alabama, and they played up to their their abilities and, and beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just feel like more pressure is on Rick Barnes um, because it's about – you know, it's about him taking that next step. Mm-hmm. And in big games, winning more of the big games than losing and taking the next step postseason. I know we're really far away from postseason, but um, I just feel like more pressure is on, on Rick Barnes. I mean, the matchup predictor has this thing at 75.8 to 24.2. In Tennessee's favor. Hmm. So, man, everyone's picking Tennessee to win. It's a neutral site game. Um, it's not at Memphis. Ben, you already said it. If 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 Tennessee doesn't win, you got some smoke for Rick Barnes. You ain't never said that before. <laughs> I, I I will not be too happy, Stokes, if, if Tennessee loses this one. I just can't stand Penny. I'm sorry. That's why I think it's more well, pressure, Rick. It's it's can't go too. Not liking Penny. It's Penny talking all that junk he did a couple years ago. It's it's Vol Twitter cons- constantly talking trash to and about Memphis. Um, th- there's 
there, there's a lot riding on this game for Vol fans. This this is there's a lot of pressure on the Tennessee basketball team on Rick Barnes, obviously, but there's also a lot riding on this for Vol fans. Vol fans have have uh, written checks with their mouths that this basketball team is going to have to go out there and back up, mm-hmm. and, and there's gonna be a lot of people with a lot of egg on their face um, if they if if it's a letdown, and that's why that's why I say they better win. Mm-hmm. Me included. You, if, if you Rick Barnes, man, you can't go one and two in this three game series against Penny Hardaway, who just no. who just left the AAU gym to coach at Memphis. Like you, you can't lose the the series to Penny. You can't do no. it. You can't do it. Nope. It's 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 nope. for me. More pressures on Rick Barnes, Tennessee. More mm-hmm. pressure. Memphis fans feel the same exact way, though. Like they, they, they think that they should beat Tennessee because of all the the talent that they have on their roster, and I think now they even feel more so that they should beat Tennessee after the way that they played against Alabama. Like this is what you all were supposed to look like, even though they technically weren't, because Penny actually did do a good coaching job on Tuesday night against Alabama by ditching all of the young NBA prospects and, and played the best college basketball players mm-hmm. instead of the guys who are going to be the best NBA players. And what do you know? They actually looked like a, a really good basketball team. So I think Memphis fans are kind of feeling themselves now, and, and I, they should after beating Alabama. But I, I just think it's it's equal pressure. And, and quite frankly, I don't want to be the coach that loses this basketball game because there will be a ton of people – breathing down their neck from the fan perspective Swain this is a rivalry game this yeah. is a rivalry game uh, and you, as a fan you just don't want to lose this game for for so many reasons it's gonna be fun it's and gonna, it'll be the be last fun. one we see for a while yep as as long as Penny is there this this will be the last Tennessee Memphis game that you see unless it's like a NCAA tournament game or well I guess no. it's impossible for Tennessee and Memphis to play in the NCAA tournament because the only thing Penny does is go to the NIT. Correct. So that matchup could not happen. Um, but yeah. tournament tournament play or holiday Thanksgiving type of tournament game where where they're in the same event. I mean that that's going to be the only type of time that these two teams play because there will not be any more scheduled Tennessee Memphis games as long as Penny Hardaway is the head coach. You, you got to get yourself going. Because this game was at 12, 12 p.m., uh, 11 o'clock local time. You better wake up and get yourself going. Uh, which team is going to come out flat? And if that team comes out flat and, and finds themselves down you know, double digits, are they able to claw back in, the, in that basketball game? So uh, super important to start fast, which is something that um, that's not in our wheelhouse. We don't, no, it's not. We don't like starting fast. We like counterpunching. No, and, and we have a, a hard time – We've seen in a few games this year a tough time getting down big, and and getting back in it to a competitive nature down the stretch in those games. So, um, not saying that that Tennessee you know has folded in those games, but they there's just been a couple of games they got down and just never could get into a rhythm, and it, it looked bad. Ben, as you're looking at this matchup and looking at our basketball team, who is the one guy? that has to show up for Tennessee to win? For Tennessee or for Memphis? For Tennessee. For Tennessee. Uh, This is a tough question because I I think as long as Tennessee makes its shots tomorrow, they'll be fine. So with with me having that thought process, you you would want to pick somebody that (laughs) – He's going to be taking those shots from deep. And I guess I should be more specific, not just making shots, but making the shots from behind the three-point line. If, if the threes are falling tomorrow, Tennessee's going to win. If not, then it's going to be a real ugly game like it was in Thompson Bowling two years ago, and uh, it, it'll be much more difficult for Tennessee to win. It'll be like uh, last Tuesday night against Texas Tech in Madison Square Garden where it's just a, a rock fight. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out and. Maybe we should be worried because it's a neutral site game and <laughs> the Rams in Madison Square Garden weren't friendly and who knows how the Rams will be 
in, in a neutral site game where it's a pop-up court, uh, essentially. I'll be curious to see how the, the teams adjust to shooting in Bridgestone. Uh, so with me having that thought process, you would think that, okay, well, then Santiago needs to have a big game. Uh, Kennedy Chandler needs to have a big game. I- any of the guards need to have a big game. But I, I think it goes back to John Fulkerson. I think John Fulkerson is is the key, despite me having the belief that Tennessee's got to knock down his threes, just because you, you have to have some type of inside presence. You have to, because, A, it takes pressure off of being able to knock down shots from three. It keeps the defense more honest, just like it does in, in football. Uh, you, you don't want to be one-sided. You, you don't want to be one-dimensional, I, I guess I should say. You, you want to have uh, multiple ways that, that you can hurt somebody, and Tennessee needs an inside presence. And, and honestly, I'm not going to put it just on John Fulkerson. I know you asked for one guy, but I say John Fulkerson and Olivier Camois. Olivier looked good on Tuesday night, but it's about damn time he does it against legitimate opponents and and not ETSU and UNC Greensboro and USC Upstate and teams like that. You go look at his numbers and the splits are completely different. He he he's looked great against the lower competition, but he's done nothing against the legitimate team. So I know you asked for one, but I'll, I'll say kind of Olivia Camois and John Fulkerson one A one B for me. They have to provide a post presence. They have to. Uh, Seth, what about you, man? Um, I'm just looking for someone to step up and decide that they want to rebound, especially on the offensive end of the court. Um, I'm tired of Tennessee running down there, missing a shot, and not getting a second opportunity to bucket because we don't want to rebound. So I don't, I don't care who it is, just somebody, somebody, somehow, some way, figure out how to rebound the ball consistently. Yeah, I mean, when I first asked the question, I was thinking about, man, if if, if Josiah is hitting shots. Yeah. That man, that adds so much. <laughs> it's a, it does. A di- it's, a, it's, it's a different dimension. It's a different threat. Um, it opens it up a whole lot more because now we're talking about you know Josiah running the four at some times and being able to to, to really spread the floor and um, create driving lanes for guys like Kennedy and you know Viscovi is not the finisher that Kennedy is, but still he does a good job of of driving and um, finding the open man. He's a good passer uh, while penetrating, but for me, it's hard to look at Josiah and not look at the post play, not look at John Fulkerson, not look at Olivier Canwa and agree with Ben here because you got to hit the boards, man. And this is this is a game where it's it's going to be a street fight. It's going to be a street fight. Now, which team is going to be able to adjust the quickest to the whistle? Are they are they going to allow hand checking? Are they going to allow some 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 movement in the paint when the ball is shot? Um, who's going to adjust to the way that the officials will call this game? I need we need to find out who the officials are going to be. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> we need to find out, man. Make sure we make sure we don't get Pat Adams or or Anthony Jordan. Taylor Valentine, I'm cool with the moonwalking because he does a pretty good job of calling games, but. That's going to be. I think that's going to be important. Um, but you know, Memphis will try to push focusing around. And Olivier, man, it's about time he he show us that he's you know put that work in the weight room. And he's stronger. And he's more athletic. And he's more explosive. Uh, ben, you nailed it. I don't care what he does against you know North Carolina Upstate. No, Tech. it was cool to see him get twenty one and eight. I think it was on Tuesday night against USC Upstate. But he should be getting twenty one and eight <laughs> against USC Upstate. You, it's USC Upstate. They were, I think they were two and seven going into the game. He should have twenty one and eight. Yeah, but can you get? I would say if he can get twelve to fourteen and eight against Memphis tomorrow. Oh man, that's, that would be huge. And Tennessee wins. Oh, that'd be that'd be amazing. An underrated storyline. It, it's a big storyline, but in terms of like examining their performance, I'm real interested to see how Kennedy handles this moment. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't try to do too much because you know he's going to want to stick it to Memphis, Memphis fans, to Penny. I hope that that he doesn't try to do too much and he stays within himself uh, because I mean, he's true, still young in, in college, obviously. I mean, he's just about had it 10 games now, and now you're throwing, in, throwing him into not only just an emotional rivalry, but where he came from. Uh, I, I just hope he doesn't try to do too much. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you got a couple dudes on that team, man, from from Memphis. You know, Lomax, the Lawson brothers. I mean, you know, they're they're from they're from Memphis. Tyler Harris is from is from Memphis. Um, and then you have Kenny Chandler, who's also from Memphis. So you know, there's going to be some talk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some conversation. If you're Kennedy, you can't let those guys get into your head. Um, I mean. Guys, they get, they got so many dudes from Memphis on this basketball team. It's it's ridiculous. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen a team that's that that has these many players from the city that the school is in. I don't think I've ever seen this before. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven players on this team from Memphis, the city. That's unheard of. So, and at Memphis, you can do that. Yeah, you can. There's so much basketball talent. Memphis is the best basketball city in the South. I know people in the South don't really care about that, but it, but it's still true. Memphis is by far the best basketball city in in the South in terms of a people appreciating the sport of basketball and, and watching and paying attention, but b also putting talent out. Yeah, I mean, that's... so at Memphis, you can get away with that. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, I still haven't seen anything like it. I don't. I mean, it, it is crazy. Yeah, that, that's a lot. All right, let's go to the phone. And they still don't even have the best player from Memphis on the team in this game. Ooh, ooh. And that right, Stokes. That's right. That's right. Man, I, if if Kennedy can just go up and just yoke one on, on Lomax or, or Tyler Harris or somebody like that, or or get Jalen Duran or or Imani Bates, who probably will be riding the bench like he did the other night, but that's a different conversation. He's gonna be in transfer portal. He's overrated. Yep. He's supposed to be a, a senior in high school, so I'll show him a little bit of grace. But, man, he still I still think he's overrated. Yeah, he's overrated. I mean, because he he's, he's not playing. And everyone thought <laughs> he's he was, looked awful. Yeah, he's, he's overrated. All right, let's go to the phones. We have Clean Pepsi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Clean Pepsi. Good morning. <laughs> What's funny? Uh, your your name? Fine, fine. I'll just talk to Stokes. Stokes, could you tell the good folks what the word sabbatical means? Sabbatical means you're just you're taking a break from something, Thank or you. you've been asked to take a break from something. We'll leave it at the first part. Are you chopping up onions? It's something like that. It's early. Trying to get this. This bacon and onion omelet going, you know, trying to eat right, trying to get, you know, everything going in the right direction for 2022. I think Lomax is going to, excuse me, I think Lester is going to have himself a game uh, come this matchup. I know a lot of people don't like the thighs. No, I don't don't like the pants and the booty booty cheeks. We we don't like that. Uh -uh. Y'all weren't saying that when John Stockton was wearing the thigh highs? It It was the thing to do back then. It ain't the thing to do anymore. He's trying to he's trying to rock it and make it his own. Stockton's too that? hairy to be doing that too, man. He was so hairy. That's true. Thank you. Golly, Thank you. no shade, man. <laughs> at least at least Lester, at least Lester. You know, uh, let me pause before I say this. At least Lester's thighs don't look like John Stockton's hairy blank thighs. I don't care. So, I don't want to look at another man's thighs <laughs> for two hours. I don't want to see his his pants all up in his cheeks. All, no, I think I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. Uh, I think this will be the first uh, opportunity for um, Casey to go up against uh, like prospective next level talent, and we'd like to see how his game elevates. Because what do they say, Swain? Big time players make. Big time plays and big time games. Be a big time. You know, this is going to be a big time game. It'll be the first one at his tenure, you know, in Tennessee. So uh, I'm really interested. To see Who do you want to win? How? <laughs> Yesterday, someone called in and said something very funny, and I would like to retort before I start my morning. Uh, a caller said, and I quote. I'm just going to augment it uh, here a little bit. He goes, I got that fire 
I got that fire. <laughs> Girl, holler at me if you want that polar sausage. Holler at your boy. Have a good weekend. Love y'all. See you, man. That's not the words. Notice how you avoid my question. Oh, he did avoid your question. <laughs> Which means he wants Memphis to win. Yeah, because he, cause he says, you know, I think Lester, you know, Keonis is going to have a, uh, he's going to have a good game. I sure didn't answer the question. That's for sure. Mm-mm-mm. And he's been to more basketball games this year than than me, which is sad. You should go to the Arizona game on Wednesday night. I've been to I've been to uh, Lady Vol games. I haven't been to a men's game yet. Lady Vol is also with a big game tomorrow against mm-hmm. Stanford. That'll be a huge basketball huge. game. Huge. 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 Stokes, uh, you, you have a drink of choice made up yet for the basketball game tomorrow? Clean Sprite. <laughs> a dirty Sprite? No, no, no. Um, I Ain't going to be that lean up. dog. Um, Sycamore Brewing makes Smart a really good sure IPA so. called uh, Mountain Candy. And they have, I found their uh, double IPA. It's called Double Candy. And that is one that I have, and I've got a Kolsch um, sitting there waiting for me in the fridge. I've, I'm already prepared. Like, when do you make your mind up that you that you having these cold uh, beverages, man? When are you doing this? Like, do you, like start your week? You like, hey, let me research what I'm gonna have this week. Where you find this um, stuff from? Well, so like last weekend, um, I went and I bought a a, a goodly sum of beverages. So this is what I had left over from last weekend. Um, and I just, you know, I, I go to, uh, to a store and I look around and see what, what piques my, my interest. And cause a lot of times you know, I, I'm always one that I rarely just get dead set on. I have to have X, Y, Z right now. Mm-hmm. I go into most situations open-minded and I kind of just go with the flow and, and see what piques my interest. And, and that's what I go with. Do the, does the place know you on a first name basis yet? No, no. That's good. Now the places I go to are, are, are bigger, so it's it's not like a little mom and pop shop or anything like that. Okay, um, gotcha. So yeah they they don't they don't walk in and be like you want the usual no, nothing like that. Um, it, it's every once in a while I'll catch some of the same people working there, and there's you know it's a little head nod or whatever, but that's that's about it. What's your go-to drink? Like, what is your absolute favorite? If it was your final day on earth and, and you were having your final drink, what would it be? I hate these questions. Um, <laughs> because I'm very much a mood-based person, so it kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in at that time as to what is my favorite. Um, I'm like that with music and movies as well, uh, food. Um, hmm. Man, that's a really good question that I don't have a good answer for right off the top of my head. You're bummed. I mean, I would, I, I would probably just, you know, if if it was my last day on Earth and and I, I was going out and I wanted um, something that gives me some some comfort that's familiar to me, um, I'm probably going a little old school back in my my earlier days and just going with a Jack and Coke, and oh, before yes. I really got into the craft beer scene and just that'll probably be what I. Right off with you know. now being excited. Yeah. He called you a bum when you was trying to decide. Now he now he wanna come drink with you. Yeah. Let's let's pour down some uh, Jack and Cokes. That's Stokes. your that's your go to right there, Ben. Right now it is. I, I get on these kicks. I, I was on folks will judge me. I don't care. I was on a uh, a Mountain Dew and Jack Green Apple kick for a long time. It is delicious. Now I have a sweet tooth, which is probably why I love it so much, and it's not for everybody. But everybody who has taken a sip of it has has loved it, has really enjoyed it, really liked it. Everybody. Now, I used to, who are you sharing your cut with, I man? To, Friends and family? <laughs> nasty. Man, we man. in COVID. What are you sharing? No, man, you nasty, man. <laughs> Friends and family, they don't count. <laughs> hey, 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 pass a cup around it. Who all want a drink? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, sip, sip, no, they say, hey, Ben, what are you drinking? And, oh. and I'll tell them, they're like, hmm, that's interesting. It always catches people off guard like it just did Stokes. I was like, do you want to try? And they, they take a sip on the opposite side of what I'm sipping off mm-hmm. of. Well, back in the day, um, used to do Mountain Dew and some Seagram's Lime Twisted Gin. That was really, really good. That sounds interesting. Um, 
it, it was it was like you you hear it and you're like yeah, I don't know about all that. Then you taste it and you're like ah, it's not too bad. But I don't know how I would like it now, just because my tastes have changed a lot since I was you know 24 years old. I think I, I think I'm gonna have me a Jack and Coke. You want one, Ben? Right now? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. It's Friday. I'm down. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. It's Friday, man. But I've been on a Jack and Coke kick lately. My the the green apple jack and mountain dew is still my favorite and my go-to go-to but i've been on a, a just a simple jack and coke kick lately i, I do uh, i like the jim bean vanilla too that that mixes well with coke the the jack sweet honey that mixes well with coke as well i'm i'm a i'm a liquor guy as you can tell so if my wife is listening we're going to be in trouble cuz <laughs> this is her we're about to drink her last coke Oh, I don't know if we should do that. It's all, it's all good. It's more to store. Can we Grubhub? No, it's all good, man. It's all good. There, there's a gas station like seven minutes, five minutes from me. I can run down there real quick. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. It's Friday. We can get some more. <laughs> I, I, we'll, pull, we'll pull up a Jack and Coke on a Friday here uh, during the break, man. Have a, have a good rest of the show, man. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. I miss those days. Oh, I know, I know, right? Woo-hoo. I know, right? Stokes, have you seen Christmas Vacation? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I grew up on that movie. Swain has not seen it. Yeah, I heard that the other day. I heard that the other day. Will you please explain to him how great of a movie it is? You don't have Look, to explain it's a, it's a, it. I believe y'all. It, it's a great movie. Now, I, I know people who watch it for the first time as an adult in this day and age, and it just it, it doesn't strike them the same way. It's it, it struck all of us when we were younger and watching it growing up. Um, but for me, it's cool as an adult because you watch it from a different perspective. And and it's to, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. I just think it, it is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's my favorite Christmas movie, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's, I'll it's check. Really I'll check movie. it out, man. Is it better than Home Alone? Yes. Oh yeah, and I love Home Alone, but it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. different. It's different Home yeah, but I'll it is. It I think it's better. I think it's funnier. It's not as as childish. I mean, it is kind of childish. Like there's goofy, goofy physical humor to it, but okay. I don't know. It, it's it's some of the nuance in it that's that to me is is really funny. I'm sure I've like I remember scenes here and there. I'm sure I've seen like a scene or two here or there, but like I can't I can't sit here and tell you that I've sat down and watched the movie from front to back. I haven't. So what, what's your like, favorite scene in the movie, Stokes? You're supposed to have the DVD, DVD for me. You forgot it. It's on the, some streaming service. You forgot it. So I, I have a few, you know, favorite scenes, but one of them is not really a scene. It's just more just a line. It, so it's it, it's in the when they're in the mall and yes. the whole deal with the with the girl at yes. the at the lingerie counter. But it's it's not that like that whole Come thing down, is just man. it's it's super awkward, right? It's super awkward. But when he says the makes the comment, uh, "Tis the season to be merry." <laughs> And she goes, Mary, that's my name. And he just looks at her and this goofy look on his face. He goes, no spit. <laughs> and like that, that right there, when he says that, just kills me every time. Every single time. I like the, uh, can't see the lines, can you, Russ? Oh, man. My favorite scene is when Cousin Eddie is out on the side of the road in the morning um, emptying his RV. That's, that's a funny one. Before we get Stokes out of here, I got a question on um, on YouTube. It has been a topic of the conversation on Twitter. Uh, notice that I have not engaged in that type of conversation on Twitter, but you see it, Ben. You see it. You see. I honestly it. don't know where you're going with this. Well, look up there. It's right there in front of you. The question. Can Can you see? What are y'all's thoughts on Bronny? Huh? What? Oh, Brownie there, who? There's been, there's been belief that LeBron James mm-hmm. Jr. may be interested in Tennessee, even though I haven't heard him say that. Um, well, it, it originated from an article. I honestly can't remember which website. But uh, apparently LeBron is not like letting Bronny go visit schools just yet or leak 
leak out his list of, of favorites or, or put out mm-hmm. a, a list of favorites. He, mm-hmm. He's being very guarded with his recruitment, which is, yes, understandable. Yeah. And, and there is an article this week of uh, schools that Bronny is believed to be interested in, and Tennessee was one of those schools. Yeah, believed. So really, Not confirmed, yeah. but believed to, to have some interest in, in Tennessee. And so, um, Stokes, what are your thoughts, I guess, on that? That is what uh, Chatterville is trying to ask. What are your thoughts on, on, on Bronny? I have seen a lot of foolishness um, floating around on Twitter about this. A lot of foolishness. Um, if the kid can ball... And he can help the Vols win some games. I don't care who he is. Come play basketball for Rick Barnes. Come be a member of the Deacons Church, <laughs> and, uh, and get you some and help help Tennessee basketball rise up to the next level and uh, and get some W's. And and the thing is, having him on, you know, Tennessee's roster, you will have more games in prime time. Tennessee is always going to be mentioned on every sports network out there, not mm-hmm. just when they're playing certain teams all the time. Mm-hmm. When that boy gets into a game and ties his shoe on the court and does nothing else, it's going to be a highlight on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. And having Le- if LeBron comes to see him play at Thompson Bowling Arena, every media member in America that covers sports – is going to be, you know, descending upon the scruffy city to cover that. That's right. It's nothing but pub for Tennessee. I don't care how you feel about LeBron James as a person. He's a baller on the court and has been since he stepped foot on the court. I mean, there's there's no denying that. Now, he, he flops and he gets weak with it sometimes, uh-huh. but he's one of the most talented players to ever play the sport of basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, you might not believe with you know be in line with his political beliefs or or the things that he is outspoken with. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about a player that can help Tennessee basketball. And if that is Bronny James, then Bronny, come on to Knoxville and play you some basketball for a year for Rick Barnes. Man, I have I haven't I haven't thought one for one moment what Rodney Harrison believes in or even cared. Nope. nope. Your Do son is coming to help the secondary. And we already got pub, good pub, just because Christian Harrison is the son of Rodney Harrison. And he brought it up on the Sunday night broadcast last week. Exactly. I mean, that, that, exactly. I, dude, I don't care what Rodney Harrison is, 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 is believing in and what side of the political aisle he stands on. Um, I don't care. So that, those are my thoughts. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah. That, which is why I didn't really engage in that stuff on Twitter. It's pretty, it was pretty silly right. to me. People are, people are letting their personal feelings cloud good judgment, in all honesty. And, and they're, they're making themselves out to, to look real foolish. Just like some people are making themselves out to look real foolish about that recruit flipping from, from Florida State to, to mm. Jackson State. Mm. Well, and here's the other thing about LeBron is I understand why people do not like LeBron. I do. But some of y'all make him out to be the one of the, the 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 worst criminals the world has ever seen. Again, I understand why some of y'all, a lot of y'all, are are bothered by LeBron. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not like he's a villain like some of <laughs> some of the villains that our world, not just our country, but our world has had in the past. And and some of y'all make him out to be one of the worst human beings to, to ever walk the planet just, just because you disagree with his political beliefs. It's not like Le- LeBron is one of these all-time villains and would be in Knoxville. Like, at the end of the day, he's, he's a good person. You, you just don't believe, with his, believe in his political beliefs, and that's okay. And you don't like some of y'all take it too far, and, and, and you probably don't like the way he plays the game sometimes too. Which I understand that there's sometimes, and stuff you just said, there's sometimes I'm like, oh god, come on, man, you like six eight, two hundred and sixty pounds, built like a exactly. a rock. That dude ain't knock you down like that. So like that's part of the game, his game. I I don't like, but like the good with LeBron far outweighs the the negative for for me. And I know he's not perfect, and um, but anyways, we. 
that's my that's our thoughts, Chatterville. Chatterville. Yep. You are you is your son a good player? Does Rick want him? All right, let's roll. I see more yeah, positives than negatives thing. with uh, having a high profile um, player on your team. Football, basketball doesn't matter. Uh, I see it's benefits. Win, win, win. Yep, yep, for sure. All right, Stokes, man. Hope you have a good weekend. Um, man, you're going to need to provide some support to you, uh, to those Florida State fans in your life because it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 been, it's been rough this week. It's a tough time, man. It's a lot, a lot of chaos with that program right now. So, uh, I'm, I, as a Tennessee fan, I've been there. I understand it. I know what it feels like, and I can be that uh, that rock for them, that, uh, <laughs> that foundation that they can, you know, just just be find some comfort in right now in this tough time. That's great, man. All right, Stokes, man. We love you, man. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, yes, sir. Love y'all, too. Have a good one. Be safe out there. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We'll take a quick timeout, a top of the hour T.O., and we'll be back after these messages. So stick around. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue.